Thanks for listening to the podcast from River's Edge Church in Spokane, Washington. For more information or to gather with us on Sunday, visit our website at respokane.org. We hope this message is impactful for you and others as we pursue the way of Jesus together. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Great to be with you this morning. Happy Labor Day weekend Uh, to all of you. We are uh, excited to be gathered together this morning, uh, in part because uh, this morning serves as the start to our annual vision series, uh, in which we uh, talk about who we are and where we're headed in the coming year. And so uh, what we're going to do to sort of frame up the vision series this year is to read Jesus' final instructions to his disciples. This is after his resurrection, but before his ascension. And those are the final verses in the book of Matthew. So if you have a Bible or a Bible app, go ahead and turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew 28, verse 16, and we'll pick up there in a moment. As many of you know, uh, River's Edge is a church plant that started uh, two years ago, and our first Sunday in a building was actually a Labor Day weekend two years ago. And so what we did for our very first Sunday on Labor Day weekend, and what we plan to do every Labor Day weekend, is to begin the vision series uh, in prayer. Uh, praying about who we uh, want to become over the year in the power of the Spirit, praying about what God has for us and where He's leading us as we move forward. And, and so we think that's a really appropriate way um, to kind of start the vision series, and really September for us is sort of the start of the church calendar. Uh, and we think it's really appropriate to begin in prayer. And for us, for the vision series, and then we're going to spend time in prayer as a community. Uh, We pick up in Matthew 28, verse 16. It says this, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, this is in his resurrected body, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Not long after sharing these words, Jesus ascends to heaven. Uh, to the right hand of the Father, and eventually he accomplished this, what we call the Great Commission. Be my disciples and make more disciples. This is God's mission in the world. This is uh, the re- It's the Great Commission. Uh, this is what we're after. But that immediately begs several questions. What is a disciple in that goal? And there is a ton that we could say in response to those questions. But the short version is that a disciple is a learner or a student or perhaps more appropriately an apprentice. A follower of Jesus 
that, that is um, being molded into his image. I'm following after Jesus and becoming more like him along the way. And hence the goal of our discipleship can be expressed with these words. It is learning to live, love, think, serve, and lead like Jesus. This simple definition of discipleship and then the question that we want to explore in the vision series is how. Uh, how do we go about doing this? How, how, what does the process look like? How do we become more like Jesus over time? What, what are the key practices that we are to engage in as disciples, as apprentices, as followers of Jesus uh, that gets after this goal? And the first practice that we want to highlight in the vision series, exercise that is central to our discipleship, and Jesus talked often to his disciples about prayer. But one of my favorite interactions is recorded here. This is in John 11. It says something. I think I have it written here somewhere. Um, What does John 11 say? John 11 verse 1. It says, one day Jesus was praying in his, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. Jesus' followers saw God moving in power through this man. They they saw the, the ease and the passion and the intimacy with which Jesus spoke to his heavenly Father. They saw the way in which the prayers of Jesus unlocked all this other stuff that was happening. They watched reality change. They watched God move in response to questions that an apprentice or disciple could ask his rabbi or his teacher. Lord, teach us to pray. What, is, what does that look like? How do you go about doing that? And so he taught them over and over again in depth. He showed them what it looked like to pray. Prayer lies at the center of life with God. If we want to become more like Jesus, we must learn to pray the way that Jesus did. To talk to our Heavenly Father with, with an ease and an intimacy and a faith and a passion. In this, come more like Jesus. If we want to see the world around us change for the gospel, we pray. If we want to see reality change and, and mountains move and people come to Christ, we pray. As we long for God's kingdom to come and His will to be done in this place as it is in heaven, we pray. In this, in our simple prayers offered up to God, the ground is cleared for God to move in power, for us to grow deeper in our discipleship, and for new disciples to be made. Our first step, in fulfilling the Great Commission, in being His disciples and making more disciples the hand of God. Prayer changes reality. And prayer makes us more like Jesus 
along the way. And thus, we are devoting uh, our entire morning this morning to prayer. And our plan uh, as a community is to pray for the fulfillment of the Great Commission sort of in three different spheres, uh, through, through three different prayer times. And the first will be uh, globally. Jesus says, hey, go into all nations and, and, and make disciples there. And so we want to pray on the global scale. Uh, next, we want to pray on sort of the local scale for the city of Spokane, for what's happening here. And uh, finally, we want to pray on the very person uh, and where God is leading us in the coming year. We want to be disciples who make disciples here in the city of Spokane and out in the nations. And all of that necessarily must begin with prayer. Simple words spoken in the presence and with passion. It doesn't matter how long you've been following Jesus. It doesn't matter if you feel like your words are elegant or simple. It doesn't matter if you're long-winded or, or few with your words. Uh, the, the details don't matter, and all of us in this room, honestly, are going to pray a little bit differently, and, and that's beautiful. What, what matters isn't that we pray in a super specific way. What matters is that we pray, is that we offer up the, the simple words that we have in the presence of God with faith that they will change reality, that, that God is listening, that He knows you. That he loves you, longs for you to speak simple words to him, uh, to partner with him in changing and shaping the world that we live in. So that's the plan for this morning, uh, praying in three separate rounds, and I've asked Tracy Batterton to kind of share some thoughts and uh, lead us in the first round. So Tracy, if you want to kind of come up and share uh, some things that we can pray for on the global scale. Welcome this morning. I know some of you are new here, and this is an awesome opportunity to get to know the people around you, because we're going to pray together in groups in a while, and I'm going to give you just a moment to kind of get over your fears of that, but it's a great experience to do together. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the global church. Um, Up on the screen here, there should be a PowerPoint following along here, and it says, for him, for one another, and for the nations. That's kind of a a tag or a, a slogan Uh, mission statement of uh, one of the international groups that we're a part of called Regions Beyond. And um, and it it means a lot because, like Matt said, we're we're here for him, we're here for Jesus, we're here for God, we're here for one another, and that's why Kelly's going to come up in a while and John Meek Sr. will be sharing about what's going on locally, but we're also for the nations. And my focus um, over the past couple of years has really been a call to that, to, to kind of connect the local church with the global church, um, because that's what Jesus said in Matthew 28. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them everything that I have taught you, basically, teaching them to become my disciples, the way Matt talked about it. And that includes the whole nation. There's a map here that talks about some of the continents that we at River's Edge are connected to globally. 
and you may not even realize it, but if you are here and kind of a part of the community, you're a part of God's church all around the world on six different continents, 39 different nations or more today, I don't know, um, more that are going to be planted in the future. And so we need to kind of look at the big picture when we take a look at what it means to pray for the world. Regions Beyond was kind of formed from this verse, from 2 Corinthians chapter 10. It says, our hope is, this is Paul speaking to the church in Corinth, our hope is that as your faith continues to grow, our sphere of activity among you will greatly expand so that we can preach the gospel in the regions beyond you. It's about preaching the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, inviting them to become a follower of Jesus, and then teaching them what that looks like. And that's happening all over the world. Paul also said uh, in a couple of verses that are very, says you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. This same God that we're serving and worshiping today is the same one that they're serving and worshiping in the Philippines, in South Africa, down in Brazil, all over the world. Paul also says later on in the same book in Ephesians chapter 6, pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and keep on praying for all the Lord's people. And that's why we pray. Because Paul commanded it through the Holy Spirit, because Jesus commanded it when he spoke, because we're called as disciples of Jesus to pray for his church. And because of that, and because of our connection to some 39 churches in six different continents, we're going to pray for some of those. Over the last, there should be another map that comes up, and I'm, I'm part of a kind of a teaching team with a pastor in Dubai, his name is Fusi, um, and we are focusing on these four areas, and many of you have heard about some of the churches and some of the things that are taking place in those those countries in the Philippines, and I'll show you some pictures in a moment. George Dada in Liberia, who's planted four churches in the last four months out into the village north of Monrovia. Um, there's a, 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 a pastor in Dalian, China. Some of you are familiar with that area. Recently gone uh, to uh, plant churches and then actually moving down from China into some of the countries that are close to the United States planting churches. All over the world, Pakistan, a, a beautiful a young couple that is planting a church there. All over the world, um, God's church is alive, and it's well, and it's growing. And we're a part of that at River's Edge. And part of that is because of these people. Uh, I hope you can see some of these pictures. In South Africa, Lifa and Tonkisu run churches on the borders of Lesotho. Um, to, the, to, the, to the right in the top corner, that's a picture of George Dada and the hat on the left and his family. And they're the ones who are planting churches in, uh, in Liberia, north of Monrovia, in Monrovia itself. Uh, and then the two in the center here, the one right in the center is the church, churches in the Philippines. Uh, Smile and Kim Yugo, they're planting churches. They're on their fourth church plant in the last about three years. The little man in the white shirt in the left-hand uh, corner there, his name is Mordecai. And he's planting churches uh, in, in South China right now. So these are some specific areas where churches are actually growing and being planted, and we're a part of that here at River's Edge. There's also church, many churches within our kind of our 
our uh, global um, partnership in the family are in the UK. And I'm going to invite Elizabeth Easterbrook's up now, and she's going to share a little bit about the, what's going on in her life and how God is going to use her in the UK. Hi. I am going overseas to Europe to in Orpington to intern at a church called Hope Church. I will be doing, I'm leaving next week. I'm very excited. I um, will be working with the youth there, helping with their uh, kids group, their moms. They have sort of like a mops group on the weekdays that I'm going to be helping with. And I'm angry, like going to a new culture and just experience all of that. And I've talked to a lot of people down there who have done this internship and just they felt very lonely for a little while with not knowing really anybody. So some prayer in that. Great. Thank you, Elizabeth. So the, the next slide here, areas we can pray into, and, and as I kind of close this out here this morning in the, in the global session, these are some of the areas where we can specifically play, pray into. Uh, the Sepong Church in Manyatseng, South Africa. Uh, the Gateway Church is in Monrovia, Liberia. Grace City Fellowship in, in Manila in the Philippines. That's Pastor Kim and Michael Soloso. They've got four churches there. Trinity Church in Central London is actually being planted next Sunday. Uh, they're launching in central London with Daniel, and uh, Steve Oliver will be a part of that as well. So we want to be praying for them. City Hill Church is in Dubai, Pastor Fusi, and then Pastor Mordecai in uh, Miley Church in southern China. And then the last slide I just want to leave with you is this. So I contacted my friends in the Philippines, and I told them what we're doing this morning and asked them how they could pray. And they're 15 hours ahead of us. And this is the church in Manila, Quezon City, the Philippines, praying for River's Edge this morning. So that 15 hours ago, they were praying for us. 15 hours ago, they were praying for God's kingdom to come in Spokane. 15 hours ago, one body, one spirit, one Lord. So let's just gather into small groups where you are and pray for some of these people. You can go back to that previous slide if you want. Pray for some of these churches and some of these people that God's kingdom would come in their lives and God's will would be done. Thank you. Um, go ahead and have a seat. Uh, as Matt is explaining a little bit, kind of giving an overview that we, um, we're dividing uh, the morning prayer time kind of into three different sections. This is round two. My name's Kelly, and I was just thinking as we were praying for other nations and praying for God's spirit to move, I was just thinking about the fact that my wife and I spent eight months looking for a church uh, back a little over a year ago, and we were struggling. We, every church we'd go to was like, this is, this is good. We could go there, but we didn't feel like God was leading us until we came here the second time, and God spoke to us really clearly, and I'd love to tell you this story in a very um, clear way. This was the church, and every time we've come since, it's just confirmed, like, yes, God. We found what we were praying for, and I believe that we only could hear God, and, and we were led here because of prayers. People didn't know who we were when they were praying for us, you know what I mean? And here I am now, going to help lead you in praying for God to move in the city, and I wasn't here a year ago, so who knows how many other strange people will be here if we pray. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to be praying in a little bit for, for the city of Spokane. We're going to shift gears. The city of Spokane. 
And we're going to pray for something very audacious uh, that you may have a different understanding of. It's called revival. Now, when I say that, that could mean a, a series of meetings. Or it could mean, uh, uh, you know, something uh, on TV or something that, that there's, there's a revival or, uh, or something. It could mean lots of different things to different people. But let me give you a basic, uh, not a definition, but a basic understanding. In my mind, revival, and I've studied it a lot. I've read a lot of books about revival, and there's been historical revivals in America, there's been historical revivals around the world. And here's how you know you, you see a revival, is when there's no other way to explain the dramatic work that's happening except God's moving. Now, we often do things that God moves, and we want to pray for that for Spokane. And before we do that, I decided I was writing something up about this, and I, and I have studied it so much, I know so many stories, and, and I can talk about history, and I decided I'm just going to talk about myself, because I know that even better. I'm going to talk about a revival that many of you did not experience because you're too young. And so I'm going to describe this. I want you to walk with me. I was at a YMCA camp years ago, literally 50 years ago. I was at this camp. I was, and don't try to add this up, but I was seven years old. Uh, so follow with me. I'm at this YMCA camp. We'd been to a campfire singing fun songs and maybe some kind of Christian songs. And we were walking back. I remember it very clear, walking back from the campfire, and suddenly one of the counselors stopped us and said, hey, everybody, look up at the stars, and they're brilliant. And we're looking at the stars, and he said, I want to sing this song that I know. Some of you know, and we started singing this worship song about looking at the stars and, and, and coming to faith. And I was seven years old. My family didn't go to church hardly ever. Nobody sat down and talked to me or explained the gospel. And somehow, for some reason, I got it. I understood for the first time that God loved me. I understood that he was personal. I understood that the creator of the, of the universe wanted me to follow him. There was something that happened that summer that changed me radically. And I was seven. And, and how did that happen? I don't know, except God moved. Now, and, and soon my brothers and sisters all came to Christ. My parents eventually, through this, came to Christ. The counselor, who was my first counselor, who was one of the best, well, he was a world-class athlete, probably could have been a, an NFL football player. He went back after that summer and told his football team, I'm going to have to um, quit the football team, and I'm giving up my full-ride scholarship because I want, God was moving, but that, those weren't just isolated instances. God was moving across the nation. He was doing some marvelous things. Many people refer to this as the Jesus people movement. Um, he was, he was um, all across the country, long-haired, barefooted, drug-crazed hippies, radically changing to long-haired, barefooted, spirit-filled, Jesus-freaking hippies. This was not an organized campaign by a popular ministry. This was a work of the Spirit of God, so powerful, so surprising, and so, if you study church, that we call it revival. Is what we're going to pray for. If you study church history, you'll find periods, examples where the Spirit of God comes to a city or nation and sweeps whole generations into his kingdom. And I don't believe that God has um, done um, anything of this magnitude that I was talking about since that time period in America. Uh, but we're going to pray for the city here in Spokane because God works, um, he's doing right now, works around the nation in villages, whole villages 
and of, of Muslims some, in some cases are coming to Christ. There's profound works, many times in unreached people groups, that we have never seen. And we want to pray for that for Spokane. Uh, but when I've studied revivals in the past, there's several common denominators, common threads. And one of them is people become desperate. God's people become desperate, sometimes because things are so bad. Listening to what's happening and seeing things in people's lives and you become desperate, that means you are getting ready for God to use you. Um, and the second thing is, is extraordinary prayer. Extraordinary prayer. I don't know in 15 minutes if we can do extraordinary prayer, but we want to start. It's more about praying for the spirit of prayer to move on this, in this body in an even greater way. So we're going to pray for this. Um, we want to see revival in this culture, in this church at this time, in Spokane. That's what we're going to pray specifically for. And so we're going to pray for that. But we have a, a target um, of the prayer, uh, so to speak, uh, to, to symbolize how we want God to move. And so John uh, Meek is with us. Come on up, John. And John is going to share a little bit. He is planting a church. He and his wife Miriam, who is here also, is, are going to plant a church next Sunday. And they have come from Montana, and they're going to plant this church. It's a faith venture. We want to pray, not just for ourselves, which we will. Uh, we want to pray that God will move, and maybe, uh, you know, a week from now, there will be more people than here. It will just take off. One day, Jesus had sent his disciples out <clears throat> to share about the kingdom of God. They came back, and instead of being all excited about what had just happened, they were pretty bummed out because there was a guy who had been demonized. And they had tried to say the right words and try to uh, somehow get the demon to leave. And they come back, and Jesus is talking with them, and they share with him the experience that they had. And Jesus said, did you pray? He said, no. And he said, well, you've got to pray. And he said, oh, yeah. That's kind of how I feel right now. <laughs> Because we have been planning on planting this church now for several months. It wasn't in my plans to do this. As you look at me, I'm not in my 20s any longer. I turned 64 this month. And my plan was to remain at the church that, the last church that I planted in Missoula called the Lion's Den. And uh, stay on staff there with my younger son. And he was saying, Dad, you've worked so many years. I want you just to be here on staff. Fill in for me. Preach for me when I ask you to. And you and Mom just enjoy this next season of your life. I said, okay. And then I had a talk with Steve Oliver. And I had, um, as I mentioned, I had planted the last church. And uh, I've actually planted three churches in the Missoula area. And prior to that, I had been a senior pastor at several churches around the country. And um, I told Steve, we need to plant another church in the Bitterroot. He said, I like that. I said, we need to plant a new church in Bozeman. Because I was just over there for a wedding, and I didn't really have a church that I knew of to send this couple to. He says, well, I like that better. And I told him about another place we should plant a church, and he said, Oh, I like that one. Let's pray about these. And then he said to me, would you come to England for a while? And um, I didn't know what a while was. I thought he meant maybe a week or 10 days. And uh, 
I said, yeah, I'll do that. I said, now, when do you want us? And he said, can you come next week? And I'm thinking, wow, I, haven't, I need to talk to my wife first. And I said, I don't think I can do next week. He said, well, as soon as you can do it. Um, it ended up that we went over to England in two weeks. And um, I met a new culture of people. I realized that the English people do not speak English. The first message that I was preaching over there, I talked about uh, coffee spilling on my pants. And everybody's laughing and giggling. And then I found out that pants, Elizabeth, do not refer to your jeans. They refer to your underwear. And they, so that's why they're all laughing, because I'm so open about this. And I, no, that's not really what happened, you know. And there were so many words like that that I was using, they weren't using. And now, coming from Missoula to Spokane, it, you'd think it's the same culture, but it really isn't, is it? We're a little different in Missoula than we are here in Spokane. And now I consider myself um, to be a man trying to plant a church in the Hilliard area, primarily because we felt that that's where God was calling us to go to. And I was told before I chose to go to Hilliard, in Spokane, when you get there, just stay away from the Hilliard area. And Miriam and I drove through that area and prayed over it. We called the um, Northeast Community Center and asked them if we could use their facility for a church. And they were very open to it. We met them the next day. We then signed a lease for the next year. And uh, we are excited about planting a new church in Hilliard. Now, how do you do that? Well, that was my question, when you don't know anybody. And fortunately, uh, through prayer, we were able to take this particular card, and we walked the streets, and we handed out these cards to over 3,000 homes, putting them on the door or putting them on the gates. Since then, we've had several people contact us asking about this new church, and we've been in the homes of a few people praying for them and asking God to do what we can't do. This week, we mailed out 10,000 of these cards in that area. This morning, I've had calls from people asking about this new church that's coming. What denomination is it? What are you doing with this? And uh, are you going to have small groups? This card will be given to them when they come. Now, the thing that we know from years of ministry is that there's not a thing we can do in our own strength, in our own power. But if God works, and if God chooses to speak to people, we have the opportunity of being able to be reapers in his vineyard. And so we are here to plant a new church. We believe that we are partners with River's Edge because we're part of that kingdom that God is putting together. And so all over the world, God is working his plan, and his purpose, and we get to be a part of that. So you can pray for us. Someone asked, what can we do for you? I need some coolers, because if you look on this card, I, I made this stupid decision. We're going to invite everybody 
to come to a barbecue after church. Now, if you think about that, there are 10,000 of these homes, not 10,000 people, 10,000 homes that we've mailed this out of. So if you have coolers that I could use, you could uh, get them to me this week so that I can put ice in them and put hamburgers in them and hot dogs in them, and um, that's where we are. Amen. So we are going to gather um, in, just like we did, little groups. You can go to the same group or uh, you can, uh, you know, trade with other people. But uh, we're going to pray for um, Spokane, for revival. And one of the things that you, when you study revival, you find out is that it's like a harbor where the t when the tide rises, all the boats in the harbor rise. So when there's a revival of the true spirit of God, it's not just one church that all of a sudden has a gathering. All the churches are blessed because People who, who, um, are, who are in the church uh, get inspired and filled with the Spirit, and people who aren't in the church start wanting to go to church and, and find out what's happening, what God's doing. So we want to pray for John as a, as a point of prayer, but for revival in the city. So gather with people around you, and, um, and let's take a few minutes to do that. So um, for our last round of prayer, um, we are going to be praying for River's Edge. So again, as Matt said, today marks the beginning of our vision series. And over the course of the next few weeks, we'll be casting the vision for our church through each teaching. And today is the first day, which is really exciting. And we are doing exactly what Matt just taught. Um, we're spending time in prayer with one another, which is a really important core value of River's Edge. And we want to be engaging with God through prayer on a regular basis. Um, so this is why we've set aside today to pray. And next week we'll be talking about community and how we value being in community with one another. So we want to be a people that gathers not just together for the formal gathering on Sunday, but we want most of the life of the church to actually take place outside. And my prayer is that this community would grow to be deep and rooted together and that all different groups would freely interact without fear. So couples with single people, old with young, um, so that we can all really truly get to know each other um, and be a unified body. And the following week, we'll have Ray Lowe here. If you, you might remember from last summer, he was here. He's um, going to be teaching on the spirit. And he comes from regions beyond, and so we're a part of that network, and we look forward to having him here because we really value seeking the Spirit. Um, and then lastly, at River's Edge, we value Scripture and believe that it is God-breathed and useful for teaching and for correcting and training in how to follow Jesus. So um, we want to be learning from the Scriptures together throughout the gathering, Sunday afternoon classes, we're having, um, those are coming in the fall. We have different trainings and just want to be a church that in general reads and engages with scripture on a regular basis. Um, so as we move forward into this prayer time, we want to be praying for those core values you might have seen on the little graphic too in the vision series. Um, we want to be a praying people, a church that gathers in community with each other that is deep and crossing those boundaries. Um, we want to be seeking the Holy Spirit in every aspect of our lives. And lastly, we want to be learning the scriptures together. So go ahead and break off into your smaller groups and begin praying. <laughs> 